0: Hello, and welcome to Live by Moonlight, where it's not a phase to marry for love when society wants you to marry for money. This week, we're kicking off our new season, Jane Austen August, with Pride and Prejudice.
1: And I'm going to do a summary later, because I did not have the mental capacity for a summary.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin, I see that you just have some fan art uh, of uh, Steed Bonnet and Edward Teach from uh hit HBO show, Our Flag Means Death, in the summary uh, here so
1: yeah um I put that there because right before I went to actually go write the summary I saw that on tumblr and it was just like pride and prejudice but make it black bonnet and I was like oh this is topical for me and for me only and so I put it there um because that's where I'm mentally at consistently it's a sign it's a sign it's a sign all right insert summary here It is a truth universally acknowledged that the book summaries you call later me problems soon become current new problems. The Bennet family consists of five daughters, which is cool, but this is 19th century England, and when Mr. Bennet dies, their family estate will go to a male relative and not one of the sisters. That is why when wealthy landowner Charles Bingley comes to town, it is of Mrs. Bennet's utmost importance to get one of her five daughters to catch his eye and marry him. Bingley catches the eye of eldest daughter Jane, but his friend Mr. Darcy disapproves. He believes the Bennet sisters are beneath them and makes sure everyone knows how much he looks down on them. Second eldest sister Lizzie wants to marry for love instead of the economic reasons society would rather have her follow and loathes Mr. Darcy for being arrogant and prideful. However, through numerous social events, they soon learn to overlook their pride and prejudice, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, that's the name of the book, and may find that they are more compatible than they once thought.
0: Hello, everyone. I'm Emerlyn and Matthew McFadden is my baby girl.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm Caitlin, and I am the proud owner of not one, but two bucket hats, and I feel complete as a person now. Delicious. <laughs> it honestly is. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing beforehand, but <sighs> now I'm here. Now I'm here. Bucket hat in tow.
0: We love it. We love to say it. We love it. So, Caitlin, have you read any of Jane Austen's books before, or was this your first?
1: Uh yeah. Um, I read Pride and Prejudice when we were in high school. I read it for a project that we had to do in AP English, where we got we all got to pick a book that we hadn't read yet and do a um project on it. And I picked Pride and Prejudice because specifically because <laughs> I told my teacher this. I said I want to read this book because it's mentioned a lot in other stuff and I want to know what the heck it's all about and <laughs> I did it and I remember specifically procrastinating on it and staying up all night to finish it in time so Miss <laughs> Coco if you're listening I'm sorry
0: I literally don't even remember like I wonder what book I read because I don't I don't know
1: I don't remember what book I read. the fact that I, I remember even that is pretty good
0: I'd love to know what book I read now. Like this is gonna haunt me. I'm gonna have to like, go through all of my stuff in my my Google Drive just to figure it out. Because if you read Pride and Prejudice, then like, what the what did I did I read it all? Did I just lie about reading? Anything's possible,
1: you know. I don't know why, but for some reason, a streetcar named Desire comes to mind. That was what I read. Okay. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> why? it. why no, I remember that. That's literally <laughs>
0: it. Yeah, and it was actually a really interesting book. I, I think I remember very much liking it. It was a play. Um mm. or was it? I don't know, I didn't know. Yeah. It. it is a play, but it might not have been in play format when I read it. No, it definitely wasn't, but I did enjoy it. Cool. Um so yeah, um, I, uh, also read Pride and Prejudice. I don't think I read it until college, um, and I also read Emma and Sense and Sensibility early in college, and I loved them each. I don't remember much of them, except that I really enjoyed them, um, big fan of, like, Regency era, I, I guess it'd be Regency era, um, I think so, yeah. literature, um, and I remember having a really hard time in college just grasping the source material, um, so I was really excited to read her works again, um here for Jane Austen August, um, maybe with a little better understanding of it. Um, And uh, where I really struggled with Pride and Prejudice in the early years of college, especially, I I didn't find it anywhere near as difficult to understand this time around, which Mm -hmm. leads me to believe that maybe experience and a good ADHD medicine is the only thing standing between me and the prospect of never having any fucking clue what's going on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good. I'm happy for you that you've discovered this. Yes. For yourself. So growth. what? <laughs> growth. Uh, what did you think of the writing style?
0: I love it. I I love, I love Jane Austen's writing style so much. It's yeah. It, it's very special to me. Um, <laughs> and I find it really similar to how I write today. And I feel like each time I read one of her books, it makes me a better writer in turn. And I know it's not for everybody. It can be like really dense. Um, but that's something that I like because I'm a dense person personally. (laughs) I have no shame in admitting that. But that said, I really enjoyed it. I I just, every time I read her books, I'll go and I'll write something myself, you know, because her works really inspire me and I'll be like, wow, I did that. I feel like (laughs) the ghost of Jane Austen possesses me each time I go to write now because of just, you know, how much she's influenced my writing in turn. Um, and I think Austen as a writer is also really particularly very special to me. Um, because it's widely speculated that she had an autoimmune disorder, um, oh. and that's potentially why she fell gravely ill, and it passed very young in life, at about, I think, 40 it was. Um, and I think the most common assumption is that it was Addison's disease or lupus, and it also could have been uh, lymphoma. It's really hard to say now, obviously, uh, but when I first learned this, I was grappling with my own autoimmune disorder, and it brought me a lot of joy to learn that even though she was terribly fatigued toward the end of her life she still wrote and she still took time to create wonderful things and she she passed very young obviously but it, it gives me a lot of hope for those of us who with disabilities uh that we should still be able to use art and writing and music and other forms of creation as an outlet when we aren't feeling at our best um yeah
1: so that's really nice um that is really nice and I feel like yeah. it says something that Okay, she might have had like a shorter life, but she's still so prominent today. And like mm-hmm. her works are being adapted like all of the time and still like her the themes that she wrote about are still very prevalent. So I think that's that's really cool that right. she was able to write and share her stories with us despite what she might have been going through. That's really cool. Yeah, she spent like so much
0: of her short life being a badass and it reminds me of that episode of um Doctor Who is it Vincent and the Doctor is that what it's called yeah where um Matt Smith uh his doctor the 11th doctor and um Karen Gillan's character Amy they take uh Vincent to the Louvre um I think yeah and they take him for you know Forward in Time in the TARDIS it's a show about time travel they take him to present day so that he can see like his impact on the world I think that they should do that with Jane Austen. Just th- saying, like, yeah. I mean, I think she'd love to know how much her works has affected modern literature and and story writing and screen writing. Yeah. Now, um, I also I think I saw a TikTok the other day. This is like just totally off off the book, but <laughs> where it, it was like. It was like, we should bring Shakespeare, like, the doctor sh- should bring Shakespeare forward in time so that he can see Nomeo and Juliet in theaters. <laughs> and I think about that all the time. Like, the man would kill over it and die.
1: <laughs> he'd be like, this is what you're doing?
0: I weirdly think he'd like it. I think he'd be into it. I think he'd
1: appreciate it. I specifically so, want Jane Austen to watch the 2005 Pride and Prejudice movie. Yes, me too.
0: Me too. Me too. What what did you, what did you think of for writing Caitlin?
1: Well, one, I mean, general, and like I said, I think it's really cool that something that was written in the eighteen hundreds, <laughs> have on my homework, whatever, uh, was is still uh, very popular today and talked about and relevant and relatable. And um, I think I just think that's really cool to see. As someone who doesn't like history all that much, I think it's really cool to see the things that have stuck throughout it with. Music and uh, literature specifically, um, because I think it's just really cool that, all right, so there are hundreds and thousands of people who read this book all those years ago, and we're still talking about it. Like, I just think I always thought that was really cool. Right. Um, but the biggest thing that stood out to me uh, was her humor. Uh, I just felt like, like when mm. you're reading it, you're like, it's like Jane you can hear Jane being like isn't this just a bit ridiculous (laughs) and uh I just feel like it was like subtle enough to where you could just like you knew that she was having fun writing it and writing about like all these different characters and in her time um and it's like very prevalent during the dialogue uh between Mr. and Mrs. Bennett specifically that I really enjoyed so I that was like one of my favorite parts of her writing is just the humor of it
0: yeah, I feel like the humor is—it's so—it's amazing. Because it's relevant, either even even today, and yeah. it's wonderful that like we can now see a lot of her works be reproduced in so many beautiful ways, like through the the Colin Firth series from the uh, from way back when, um, and then through uh, 2005's Pride and Prejudice, which is amazing, and then through like Fire Island, for example, um, which is like a uh, new one, kind of yeah, it reimagines uh, Pride and Prejudice as a as a queer uh, rom com and it's lovely it's really good did you, you watch, go it? watch it i like, I, did. I
1: just found out about that the other day and i was just like hey is this is topical for me
0: <laughs> it's fantastic it is cool. it is a it is a recommended watch um but yeah it's just amazing to think that one one lady's like sense of humor and and writing back in 1813 uh, can have such an um, exceptional impact on the world today yeah. um so with that in mind, I'm really curious to hear uh, what your peaks, your two peaks in a valley were for this book, Caitlin.
1: My two peaks in a valley. Um, my first peak would be the Bennett family in general. Um, I love this family so much because they're so unlike the societal norms that they were living in. Yeah, um, Like, of course, like they still follow the whole like, you need to get married off to preferably a wealthy man so that, you know, you can live comfortably in society and everything but right they seem to really just put themselves first and because of that they have a really solid family dynamic like mm-hmm. there's no like like you must dress this way or learn like learn these things like they didn't have a governess that was usually um very common in that time and it was even right. they're called out for it by uh, Lady Catherine de Bourgh, mm-hmm. um being like um, I need to talk to your mom we need to change that like why are you right. doing this and like they're they they're easily can be and are in the book looked down upon and by people who think that they're better than them and they're clearly like uncomfortable when that happens but at the end of the day they're just like yeah we are who we are <laughs> like, right. like we're all just having a good time and I just love the relationship between Mr. and Mrs. Bennett because Mr. Bennett just treats Mrs. Bennett so well like she's kind of all over the place and like she gets often into a hysterics about getting their daughters uh, married off because they only have five daughters and if you know they, they don't get to keep their estate necessarily it goes to somebody else within the family and they right. want them to live comfortably and like have money and all that and so that's like her main goal and she's often just she's just so taken by that that she's like I don't want to call her crazy because she's she's not but she's just very like she's very she's very funny to me because Mm -hmm. like there's a moment where she's upset she's very upset because Lydia has run off and could essentially ruin her own reputation but then the second that she finds out that Lydia's going to get married, she's like, oh, great, we're fine then. <laughs> like, right. She's like, She could give no shit. She literally makes Jane walk in the rain so that she becomes sick and therefore get, stays, has more time with Mr. Bingley. And I just, I, she's so chaotic. I love her. And Iconic Miss, for that. She is. And Mr. Bennet's just like, that's my wife. And I love her and like how he um, like she the very beginning of the book, it's Mrs. Bennett telling her husband like, you need to go talk to Mr. Bingley because we need to like, you know, get an in and like make sure one of our daughters like meets him and everything and, like you need to set up this appointment. And he's just like, well, why should I? Why should I do that? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like not dismissing her, but just being like, you know, c- kind of like taking her for a run for her money. And then little does she yeah. know that he already talked to her. And he's yeah. just like, haha, I knew that would surprise him, especially her. And look how happy she is. I love it. So I just thought they were really cute. Uh, so I really like their family. What was your first peek? Um, well, first I'll say
0: I really like your interpretation of the Bennett family because they are funny. Like they are the comic relief in the book. Yeah. Um. But also they're like rudimentarily dysfunctional for the era, right? Yeah. Which I related to a lot. Like <laughs> I grew up in a kind of like uh, a similar family situation not in that I had five sisters and my mom was trying to marry us all off to multiple different people but that like it was like I feel like my family was fundamentally dysfunctional for Same. where we lived yep. and like everything <laughs> and it was like embarrassing sometimes to like be in public and like have one of my parents say something ridiculous mm-hmm. and for me to have to be like oh my like literally apologize on their behalf <laughs> like, when they so walk sorry. away she does not recognize <laughs> I am sorry, we don't claim her, or, like, we don't claim him. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a great time. So, I'm so relatable, hilarious. Um, For me, it was actually also, like, the comedy. Um, I don't think we're talking about how fucking hilarious this book is, like, for the time. I know! Um, Like, (laughs) it's the hilarity of Mr. Collins, of Elizabeth being consistently embarrassed by her mother and sisters. The entire plot is hilarious. Like, the whole, like... We have made grave misjudgments about each other that will keep us from ever fully admitting our feelings until all starts to unravel at the end. Irony of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, the Mr. Darcy isn't proud so much as he is just a socially awkward little guy um, <laughs> of it all. And of course, Austin's just quick-wittedness in her writing is so, like, oh, like, it just, it hits, man. It slaps. It fucks, if you will. Like, yep. Oh my gosh, like, um, one of my favorite lines, it, it comes from when Elizabeth and Jane are discussing Mr. Mister Bingley's uh, engagement to to Jane, and Jane wishes that Elizabeth could find a man as lovely as Mr. Bingley, and Elizabeth says, perhaps Mr. Collins has a cousin, yes. and I still laugh about that out loud, because, like, we all been knew that yep. if Mr. Collins had a cousin, uh, we would not want him in our house, because <laughs> we'd barely want Mr. Collins in our house, like. <laughs> oh yeah, that was great. What about you? What
1: was your second peak? Um I know this was supposed to be about the book, but let's talk about the movie for a second <laughs> because I cannot like talk about this book without acknowledging the brilliance and comfort that the 2005 Pride and Prejudice movie brings mm. me. Like I watched it again today and as soon as the music starts, I was like, "Oh, we're here. We're well, let's go." Yeah. It's just it's so beautiful and cinematic but also I feel like it really represents like the comedy of it all of like just Mm -hmm. showing how awkward Mr. Darcy is essentially like he's not just a he's not he's not not dancing with uh, Elizabeth, or anybody for that matter, because he thinks he's better. Like, he maybe he does a little bit, but when it comes down to it, he's just like, I don't know how to interact with anybody. And the fact that I'm even here is yeah. killing me. I want to go home and be in my own room <laughs> by myself. And it just, it makes me laugh so hard. And just, I, I don't know. I just, I have no coherent thoughts about it. It's just that this movie makes me absolutely insane. And it's just a really good time. And I will say this confidently, having not watched any other adaptation of this book, unless you count the BBC miniseries "Death Comes to Pemberley," but that like is like post Pride and Prejudice time. Um, having only seen the 2005 Pride and Prejudice movie, I will gladly say this is the best adaptation of Pride and Prejudice ever. (laughs) (laughs) And I will not be taking any criticism. (laughs) And
0: you will not be watching the other ones to confirm whether or not you're right.
1: Whoa, no offense to Colin Firth, but Matthew McFadden is... He's everything to me. (laughs) So uh, that's that on that. And also you cannot beat that score. Shout out to Dario (sighs) Marianelli for that soundtrack. (laughs) whose name I definitely didn't have to Google but whose piano book is sitting on my piano right now so I don't know that's my second peak is the movie again nothing <laughs> to do with the book I just want to talk about
0: the movie but, but then think about it if Jane didn't write exactly. uh, the book then we wouldn't be talking about the movie right now which definitely is like a cinematic masterpiece and I would say the show is also very very good is and it? I'm very sad that Caitlin is going to be missing out on it because it's pretty good <laughs> maybe someday but, <laughs> Yeah, um, oh. I always laugh, like, out loud at the scene, uh, in the movie when, um, <laughs> when Elizabeth receives the letter from Jane about Lydia running off of Mr. Wickham because, like, when she first runs, uh, past them she's sobbing and uh Mr. Darcy gets up yep and then he slowly sits down again he doesn't have to do with himself and when she comes back out again he stands up again and every time she walks into a room he stands up and I just think that's so respectful for the era yeah and lovely and I think about that all I just laugh out loud whenever I see that like that is some exceptional character acting um I love it wow
1: yeah (laughs) what was your
0: second week so my turn to tell you that I don't even know what the question (laughs) was um yeah, I, for me it was like, just plot-wise, the immediacy of Mr. Darcy's love confession to Elizabeth, um, yeah. like, to this day it gets me, because I feel like, I feel personally like it's unexpected, perhaps if you're someone who's consumed other, like, media based off of Pride and Prejudice, you might have expected it, but I didn't, um, so when I get to that point, I feel like, what? No way! Like, he actually is, like, totally in love with her, which is kind of, like, something you might expect from reading, um you know, some of the things that happened beforehand, but I didn't expect him to admit that to her and just at the time that he did and where he did. And I definitely think that if you were reading this in 19th century England, um, you wouldn't see it coming at all. Um, so I just think it's like such brilliant writing and it always just gets me because he just chose the worst time to confess his love and admiration for her. He really did. And I just like think about
1: that all the time, like right person, wrong time. <laughs> right person, wrong time. Yeah, he was straight up was just like, so I want to marry you, and she's like, I literally hate you. But <laughs> <are> you
0: doing? <laughs> don't go die. <laughs> Eat glass.
1: Eat glass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you have a a valet?
1: Ballet. A valet? Um,
0: I did. No, no, no. I was saying like not like valley, like valet, like, like like not like British, like valet, like pitbull. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I did.
0: Can you please edit him saying that into after I said that, please? Okay.
1: <laughs> I can't. I can't. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> I can and I absolutely will. Thank you. You're <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Um, my valley, valley As all my valleys seem to be, this is most definitely a me thing and not a author or book thing. <laughs> right. But it was definitely harder for me to enjoy the story fully now i completely understand the story i know everything right. that happens i understand the concepts everything i'm not that dull but the language uh i just personally cannot seem to get past it sometimes and mm. uh often when i was reading this i would have to refer to spark notes shout out spark notes Um, because I would be like, okay, I understand this, but something's still fuzzy here. Like, I'm a little confused. Like, why was that important? And I'd have to consistently keep going back and forth between the book and the spark notes for it just to fully comprehend it myself. Mm. Um, so it, because of that, it was hard for me to fully, like, I mean, I could relate to some characters, but I couldn't, like, get super, like... Emotional about the story, uh, because mm. I'm just like, like, all of a sudden he's professing his love, and it's not because it's like, like you said, like I think it's I think it's hilarious and great when he does that, but even when like when I was reading it, I'm just like, okay, this feels like it should be bigger than it is, but I'm not feeling it, and it's be- definitely because of the just just the language it was written in, and because. Mm my little brain would like it just to be a little bit more straightforward sometimes. So, right. That was a me thing. Um I'm very biased when it comes to being negative about books that I like. So, <laughs> that would be my valley. What about you? Do you have a valley?
0: Well, first I have to say I feel like that's exactly how I felt when we read Shakespeare like in high school. Yeah. It was like I love when they'd give you the books where it was like they would have Shakespeare's original text on one side and on the other side they'd have like a modern English interpretation of of his lines. Um, And I just, I don't know why that made me think of it, but I just remember reading those and feeling like, this guy's supposed to, like, be the modern inspiration for playwriting? Like, I don't get it. It's
1: like, I don't know what he's trying to say. Because, like, you know that people at the time were just like, wow, this is so moving. And you're just like, yeah. What are these funny words, Magic Man? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Dost thou want an encore? (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't fucking know if I want that. <laughs> Why would we talking yeah. about dust? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think... I just... I I feel, like, humbled in the presence of this book. Like, I feel wholly <laughs> underqualified to give this book a valley. And I also feel wholly underqualified to give this praise. Because oh? it just feels like it's above me. Like, I would, like... If this book was a person, I would kiss its feet. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd be like, anything you would like, Sire, I'll give it to you on a golden platter. <laughs> like apparently I would become (laughs) this book's governess (laughs) (laughs) if, if it were a person. Um, but, um, I, I definitely, I'd say I can definitely, I can understand why, where a lot of people come from with their critiques of this book that like the subject matter is trivial. I mean, it's like, um, we're talking about like English society. Um, and I can see why many wouldn't find that entertaining like, um, I've heard a lot of people say, it feels like nothing happens until, like, way later in the book, and even then it feels like nothing happens, and I get that. Um, but also, I feel like, for English society, that a lot happened. A lot happened. Like, the things that happened in this book, like, might seem subtle, but would be the equivalent of, like, The Queen sneezing, you know, and, like, the British media watching that happen. The things that happen in this book are the equivalent of, like, when the English media writes something really bad about Meghan Markle because it's, like, (laughs) something really small that she does, but because they're so obsessed with her, um, they'll write, like, 85 paragraphs about it because they're just, like, obsessed. Like, that is (laughs) the way this book is, and I know that her character, I know Jane Austen's characters don't have, like, a lot of depth, like, not in the way that, say, the Bronte sisters' characters do, but... I don't know that I found that particularly relevant for me to enjoy the book. Like, right. I think that it is just like one of the signature modern romance, or not modern, but rather um, the signature foundations for modern romance. And I just like I don't know. I I feel like I get people's concerns, but also I am a I'm a, like I'm like I have I have a lot of fan behavior toward this book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like all. that. Well, yeah. going off of the whole like trivial thing, it made me think, and this is actually like. I know it's coming from your valley, but it's kind of like a peak for me. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. this would be my real second peak. Uh, yeah. How usually, like, when you're reading something and there are characters who just aren't communicating with each other, and you're just like, oh my God, if you just asked them how they felt mm-hmm. about this, you wouldn't have this whole conflict. And I know, like, sometimes you, that's needed for plot, but I hate it when it's used for plot in a way that it's just so annoying when you're just like, if this were real life, you would have just talked to them. You know? Right. Just. You would, this wouldn't be an issue. Whereas I feel like in this book it felt more real like of course Jane isn't going to talk to Darcy about you know things like with Mr. Wickham right away because he already to her from her perspective has like this air about him of like oh I'm better than you and I'm so proud so of course she thinks that way and then um, same with Darcy right. to Elizabeth like he's just like you're so much as a person like I don't know how to talk to you and it's because I don't even know know how to talk to people so it just it makes sense for them like as characters as to why they didn't why it took them so long to understand each other because of their Mm -hmm. pride and their prejudice it should be called Mm -hmm. that just Jane Austen if you need any ideas um just an idea no need to credit me or anything um yeah but I I really I really did like that about the the book because I just feel like it's one of those things that it's almost overused sometimes, the miscommunication, but I really liked how it was mm-hmm. done in this book.
0: Yeah, I feel like there's nothing particularly irritating about it this time around. I feel like I get to, I talk more on this later when I talk about my favorite character in this book, but like, yeah. there's something completely not at all frustrating about the relationship with these two between these two characters. It's, first of all, they're probably like one of the foundational uh ships if you wanna call them that. Yeah. For like enemies to lovers. Yeah, I was gonna
1: say I feel like this is the foundation of enemies to lovers.
0: Yeah. And like, I don't know, it's just like it's 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 really well executed, I feel like, in this, but yeah. Yeah.
1: Well on that note, um I think that we as a society failed when we stopped having balls. I just wanna say that.
0: See, when I first read this, I was like, "I just,
1: I know it's not a question, but I just needed to put that out there." Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, but no, see, when I first read this in your notes, I thought "balls" in like the bio, the biological sense. Like, <laughs> no. I was like, "When did society? When did we?" I was like, do, "Are you saying that? And do you mean it metaphorically? So, do you mean that we we've all we're all just like kind of like?" Uh, <laughs> um, cowardice now, we have a lot of, co- did you, do you mean that we're, we're, like, cowards now, or do you mean to say that, like, we should all have,
1: physically have balls? Yeah, like, no, we, we all... stopped having balls, we stopped having balls. No, I was watching the movie earlier, and it came to the first ball that they were having, and they all started dancing, I'm like, why don't we do that anymore? Like, I thought the same thing! Like, my, yes. my best friend Molly and I have talked about this multiple times, we're like, they need to just bring back, like, dances or something. Yeah. Because, that's just so much fun. It's such an easy social gathering. And I I just feel like you, I know people go out places now, but like mm-hmm. it's the difference between going to a club and mm-hmm. a ball where I feel like at least like there's a lot of music, but it's not super, super loud and you can still talk to each other. And then like you have to literally dance with people and learn to dance. And maybe yeah. it's just because I suck at dancing. I just want to learn like a Regency style dance and go somewhere and have a ball the dresses the regency dresses yeah. they just whoo.
0: when um we found out that the bridgerton experience was coming to dc it was like way too late for us obviously to get tickets right. but like next time it's next time i'm going i'm going to that region i'm going to that bridgerton experience That's so
1: cool.
0: <laughs> i'm going you'll see me there
1: the feminine urge to dress up in the regency style dress and dance with someone who could become my future lover
0: no, literally. I feel like if I ever had a wedding, that is that would be the theme yeah. is like Regency era, like, and yeah, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and as and my family's that inv- invited because much like the Bennets, they're an embarrassment to me. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Love you guys. So, Caitlin, yeah. uh, which Bennett sister do you think you're the most like? Um, I can give you an opportunity to answer this question, but I thought it might also be fun for us to take this <gasps> quiz I found on air.
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: To find out.
1: Wait, I want to say. Well,
0: which Bennett sisters we are.
1: I feel like.
0: Yeah, take a guess first, and then we'll see what the truth is. <laughs> I feel like
1: I'm a solid mix of Jane and Lizzie. Mm. And I say that because. Like Lizzie, like I hate it when people are like, Well, you should be doing this. Like you're expected to do this, and I'm gonna be like, fuck that. Like <laughs> like I'll do uh, what I want. But also, uh, like Jane's just like she just thinks everybody's nice and um I it's just like very like low key, like I don't want any um problems or conflicts, so I'm just gonna do what I think is okay. And so if I get either of those two, I wouldn't be surprised. So
0: I think I'm going to be Lydia <laughs> because I'm just a wholly irrational person. Nice. <laughs> like, there is nothing rational about all of this. Um, so should we go through each question? Yeah, we should. Like, together? Okay, so the first question is, what are your favorite hobbies? And the options are reading and taking long walks, playing the piano and contemplating moral philosophy... <sighs> doing whatever my best friend tells me to do (laughs) shopping and flirting with boys and needlework and long talks with friends Um, um so what's your answer gonna be
1: i think what should my answer be (laughs)
0: So it sounds like your answer is doing whatever my best friend tells me to do.
1: No, (laughs) I was right there. I could not not do that. Um. (laughs) I'm going to say reading and taking long walks because if there's anything Mm. that I do lately as happy, it's reading and taking long walks. (laughs) Oddly enough, I
0: think... Hmm. This is hard for me because I do I do like I do be contemplating moral philosophy, uh, but I also do be having long talks with friends. But I also do be reading and taking long <laughs> walks. I think I might have to go with that as well. The reading because taking we love, walk. Yeah, we love to take a good hot girl walk after work. Yeah, we do.
1: All right. All next right. question. What are you most excited about doing this summer? Sea bathing. <laughs> getting some alone time. Falling in love going on an adventure or finding a summer fling
0: me personally it's finding a summer fling i am in a committed relationship with a man i care about very much um but what's far more important to me is having a little spice in my life oh,
1: i love that for you
0: um no i think i'm going to say uh just because it sounds like fun I'm gonna say sea bathing, sea
1: bathing. I know I honestly like I I want to put that just for the meme and also just because sea bathing is really funny to me. <laughs> um but I'm gonna have to say I'm gonna say going on an adventure because I'm very excited for summer and mm. um I know this by the time this episode goes out this will already have happened but uh, my cousin and I have two weeks of what we're calling Courtney and Caitlyn's Hot Girl Summer, and um, I'm very excited to just go on adventures with her for two weeks straight, Aww. so I'm going to say going on an adventure. Shout out to my cousin. I fun. hope we had a fun time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the narrator's like, Caitlin did have a fun time. <laughs> and she did. <laughs> Um, What is your biggest flaw, Caitlin? That's the next question. That's not just me asking you out of the blue. It it does say Caitlin Um,
1: right there, specifically. It actually also does
0: say Caitlin. You don't stand up for yourself. You're incredibly boring. (laughs) That's, like, cruel. Um, Who would admit that about themselves? I'm, I'm, like, not fun to hang out with. I feel like the answer is, Um, like,
1: if you pick this, you're going to get married. (laughs) Yeah. I
0: make judgments about people too quickly. I don't think before I act. I have a hard time talking about my feelings.
1: Ah, uh, hmm, well, I'd like to say I've gotten better at standing up for myself. Um, I'm not incredibly boring. I'm a fucking delight. <laughs> um, I see, okay, I'm kind of going back between back and forth between I make judgments about people too quickly and I don't think before mm. I act because mm. um sometimes I just be doing shit and then I'm like, mm, why am I doing this? <laughs> like Mm, uh like today Uh when I had like a second cup of coffee I'm just like I don't need this and I haven't had anything but (laughs) it's fine and then I was wondering why I was bopping about the walls today um Mm. I will you know I'm gonna go with I make judgments about people too quickly because I do and then I she's a petty bitch I'm a petty bitch (laughs) no but I am
0: I really am um for me, it's definitely. I don't think before I act. I had my. I was asking my, my partner. And I were talking the other day, and I was like, "What's my pet peeve about you?" You know, or "What's your pet peeve about me?" Yeah. Um, and he was like, "You're a very impulsive person." And I was like, "Am I?" And then I he was like, he just like gestured to our cat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am gesture.
0: He was like, "Yes, you are." There's a cat. <laughs> we have a
1: cat <laughs> that you now.
0: just bought out of the blue. Um mind you I bought said cat well my partner was actually very deeply afraid of cats so I expressed no concern for his well-being in slowly coaxed him forced him to take in our beautiful cat um, but they're besties like, now yeah. so it's fine they they are their besties No, they're they're definitely besties they're definitely uh father and son um <laughs> But no, I definitely—it's definitely that. Like, I do a lot of things about acting, um, and I think personally that's not a flaw for me because it's gotten me a lot of really great places in life. Yeah, but same. sometimes it probably is because I did get a haircut the other day impulsively—not the other day, but a couple months ago—that has um, ruined my life. Um, uh, the hair—the cu- the hairdresser on Seventeenth Street that <laughs> did that to me—you know who you are. You know who
1: you are because I—I I looked like. God damn. Oh my God. Like, like Edward Scissorhands uh, himself took <laughs> his hands like to your hair. Like, fucking,
0: literally, like fucking Billy Ray Cyrus <laughs> for like months. And I blame you.
1: You know what you should do? Like, what I impulsively did earlier this week is buy bucket hats to cover it up.
0: How about I just put two bucket hats on right now and I finish this podcast with those on? I'm going to
1: put mine on too
0: just just to one
1: after oh, the other my headphones. it doesn't you
0: even fit correctly gonna, it's fine i'm gonna put my white one on hell yeah bucket hat okay. now i feel like um i feel like uh or complete Anna, person and hathaway's yes but also like anne hathaway's character in the princess diaries where she wears the bucket hat around school in the beginning after yeah. they give her blowout um and it's a good feeling it's a good feeling
1: all right um, moving on to our next question what was your favorite book as a child Eloise by Kay Thompson. I have no idea what that is. The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein. You don't know what Eloise is? I don't. I have no idea. Wait, I'm going to Google it real quick. For real? Oh. That's vaguely familiar. All right. It's going to be a later me thing to look into. All right. Eloise, <laughs> Eloise by Kay Thompson. The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein. Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day by Judith. Viorst. Viewers. I'm sorry, Judith. Goodnight Moon by Margaret Wise Brown, or Madeline by, or yeah, Madeline by Ludwig Ben, ben, ben Madeline. Madeline. <laughs> Madeline. <laughs> my bad. My bad. <laughs> um, for me, I I correct you because my
0: favorite book would probably have to be Madeline. I nice. love that book as a child, and I it's just oh little 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 French girl. Oh my gosh what well, about you what was yours what's yours
1: uh oh my god mine is good night moon because uh, I, my mom literally read that to me every single night I feel like um <laughs> the colors it's got like these like really like bright oranges and green and like a very dark blue and it's like I see it and I'm immediately nostalgic and right. um like it was like every single night it was good night moon good night stars good night like everything like you just say mm-hmm. good night to everything in your room and okay. then I remember my mom just like reading that to me all the time and then I would oh, like she'd go downstairs and I'd be like good night room and I'd say like good night to all the things in my room and Aww. um I also like there was like a like a board game that I had of good night moon and I Aww. firmly believe it is why to this day I am absolutely adoring the moon because I just think it's pretty and I I don't know that that book to me will always be very nostalgic so good night moon would be good night moon
0: so what role do you play in your group of friends Kaylin Um I'm the leader and always decide what to do I am the nice one who tells who everyone tells their problems to I am the outrageous one who always gets in trouble, I'm the follower, always up for anything, and I am the friend no one likes.
1: Oh my god. I wish there was a all the above <laughs> Well, actually, no, I am never the leader, and I never decide what to do, I'm so indecisive, and shout out to my friend group and our friend group, because we all know that's not me. I'm just like, yeah, share whatever you guys want, I don't care. <laughs> To which you would think I would say, oh, I'm the follower and I'm always up for anything. But I, I think I'm the nice one who everyone tells their problems to. Mm. Or at least I hope. You are nice. Thanks. <coughs> she choked because she's like, that's a fucking lie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, um, I don't know. I'll be really honest with you. I really don't know who I am because I have no sense of my how other people perceive me like at all. I This is really hard for me to, Like, cue the Jeopardy theme. I'm just gonna have to cancel some out. Um I know. I'm the nice one who everybody tells their problems to. Everybody does tell me their problems, but I don't feel like people know me particularly well for being nice. That isn't to say that I'm not nice, it's just that I don't think I'm well known for being nice. <laughs> um I am the outrageous one who always gets into trouble. I feel like I don't get in a lot of trouble. I feel See, like I mean,
1: I'm trying to think of our friend group. Okay.
0: I feel like I'm just there sometimes. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> me too. I'm just in it. Like i'm not i personally don't like to put labels on myself i'm just here so i'm gonna say i am i'm just always up for every anything i'm i'm gonna say i'm like the follower because i don't really know who i am um
1: all right next question what is the most important quality in a life partner besides at least five thousand pounds a year that actually
0: is the most important yeah why all
1: right someone with a pious moral character someone who is my intellectual equal Someone who likes me more than my sisters. I really hope so. <laughs> I hope so. If this is your life partner. Uh, <laughs> someone kind to my family approves of, or someone who looks good in a uniform.
0: <laughs> Ew. Okay. I I definitely say someone who's my intellectual equal. Um, I've been in relationships with people who are not my intellectual equal, and I have made them all feel like shit um, because they are. No, I'm just kidding. And that's a breed. But like, <laughs> but that's but that is like. That is really important to me, is, like, someone who shares in my interest in knowledge and intellect. But do, but who, who are you thinking about?
1: Uh, who am I not thinking a <laughs> Not a lot of great options. Not a lot of great options at all. Seem very targeted to certain sisters. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna say someone who's kind and who my family approves of, because if you're not kind, then what the fuck we doing? Um, mm. and also I do value my family's opinion, so... I, I hmm. Out of all the options, I feel like that's the best one for me because I don't have any sisters, so... <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like me more than my sisters, that's a problem because I don't have any sisters, <laughs> from. <options>,
0: <laughs> in an ice... This is a side thing, but like in an icebreaker this morning at work, we had a question. That, they gave us a question that was like... Um, <laughs> it was like, would you rather get attacked by a chicken every time you get in your car or on the metro Or would you rather have to fight a chimpanzee once a year, but you get a sword to do it? Oh
1: my gosh, you have a sword.
0: Which is like, and my immediate answer was like, I would do the chicken chicken, one because I never leave the house. (laughs) I don't have a car. I don't use the metro like very much at all. That's perfect for me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And also like, yeah, sure you get attacked by the chicken, but who's to say that you won't become friends with the chicken for your ride to work? Or or even perhaps lovers. (laughs) This is a chicken to lover story.
0: In, in fact, the, the chicken and I will hate each other at first. We'll actually have a lot of pride and prejudices toward each other before finally recognizing that we're made for one another. And then I will le- come to learn that the chicken possesses 10,000 pounds a year um, and lives <laughs> at, at a wonderful grand estate in England. And then I'll come to find that we're actually very deeply in love. Um,
1: and that's so. how Popeyes came to be. <laughs> Caitlin yeah
0: (laughs) how do you feel about your parents (laughs) (laughs) okay um I try to support them in any you try to support them in any way you can uh they are embarrassing but you try your best to love them anyway (laughs) they always try to stop me from having fun it's my duty to honor my parents whether they are ridiculous or not or um, I wish they gave me more attention or at least stop telling me not to cough. <laughs> huh? What's what the- <laughs> like I'm a heavy you're, smoker. You're like dying
1: on your deathbed like of like tuberculosis and your mom just goes, Hey, can you shut the fuck up up there? We're trying to watch stranger things.
0: <laughs> like- <laughs> that reminds me of like how um, my seventh grade history teacher, he whenever you'd sneeze, he'd be like, Can
1: you be quiet? Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just like as a joke.
1: <laughs> Love that man um i'm gonna say mine is it's my duty to honor my parents whether they are ridiculous or not because my parents are so fucking ridiculous in like the best way like they're two of the funniest people i know and my humor is who i like my humor is what it is today because of them and Mm. um we're always out out here just having fun and being idiots within our own right and i adore that and if you so much as judge my parents for being their weird selves get out of my house, <laughs> so get out of my house. i'm not even in your house <laughs> does not it matter it's my honor it's my duty <laughs> so yeah i'm gonna go with that one how about you
0: um they are embarrassing <laughs> but i try my best to love them anyway it's hard you know yeah, i love that um, we're
1: both like our parents are embarrassing for very different reasons
0: <laughs> our parents are embarrassing for very different reasons <laughs> all
1: right what's your favorite dessert dehydrated fruit <laughs> huh <laughs> creme brulee chocolate cake frozen yogurt or apple pie
0: that's a hard one because I, I I know it's funny but I would say dehydrated fruit because I love dehydrated mango slices they're really good um Thanks. but also <clears throat> no uh I'm gonna have to say apple pie apple pie is so good especially when it's fall mm. you bake one yeah that's mine I like that I'm gonna go with frozen
1: yogurt I'm not why gonna- <laughs> <laughs> Hello. I just actually really want some right now. As soon as I read that, I was like, oh, I could go for some froyo. <laughs> uh, it's one of those
0: things where you're like, wait a minute, I actually really want. Yeah, this.
1: <laughs> it's it's something that I don't think about often, but the second someone mentions it, I was like, fuck yeah, I could go for that right now.
0: <laughs> right, right. Like it hits. <laughs> it hit. All right, Caitlyn. Okay. Hey, um, on. besides Pride and Prejudice, what is your favorite Jane Austen novel? Emma, Northanger Abbey, Sense and Sensibility, Mansfield Park, or Persuasion?
1: Well. The only other one I've read so far is Emma, so I'm going to say Emma, because <laughs> I have not read the rest of them, so maybe I'll we'll have to retake this. Once you've actually, after. yeah.
0: I said I said Sense and Sensibility. I actually really like that book. It's good. Nice.
1: Book. Your neighbor announces they are giving a poll, or <clears throat> a party. Oh, how do you respond? So clever. Try to get my crush to come, even if he wasn't invited. Start practicing the piano. <laughs> uh, I don't know why that's really funny to me. Uh, Watch YouTube dance tutorials, exfoliate, do a hair mask and get plenty of sleep so I'll be the prettiest one there, or try to think of anything interesting about myself to showcase but ultimately come up short. (laughs) (laughs) I know what my answer is. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) I'm going to try to think of anything interesting about myself to showcase because literally... Lately, maybe it's because of COVID and not going out often. But now that we're kind of back into society, every time I go somewhere and know I'm gonna see people who I haven't seen in a while, I always try to think of. I'm like, okay, what can I tell them when I'm inevitably asked? So, what have you been up to?
0: Literally, <laughs> like,
1: I just, I mean, ultimate. Like, my goal is just for people just not ask me like how I'm doing. I'd rather just talk about anything
0: else, right?
1: <laughs> um, because I just feel like I have to. Then make people perceive me when I don't want to be perceived. <laughs> I'm just like, don't even look at me. I just want to have some cake.
0: <laughs> have you ever tried to give a fun fact about yourself in a corporate setting? It is a fucking nightmare.
1: Like, literally, the only one I've ever been able to use is, um, <laughs> uh, I look like the girl from Brave because I just I need to I need to address it before anyone else does. So. That's the that's my go-to, and now now at least I have. Oh, I was on a, I was in a movie, so uh, yeah, you could, <laughs> like it. use that now. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah. I feel like I don't have one. Like I never have one. I never know what to say. And then sometimes I'll think I'll be randomly someplace and I'll think of one, and I'll be like, oh, I could use that later, and then I'll make like a note about it in my Apple in my Apple phone, <laughs> in my iPhone, yeah. in my <laughs> and my <Apple> iPhone, <I'll>, <laughs> and I will literally forget it immediately, and it yep. just will not. So it's going well. I'm going to choose that one as well. So nice. should we see what we are now?
1: Yeah, let's go.
0: All right. So let's let's click it.
1: All right. My results are in. It's Kitty Bennett. <laughs> it let's face it. You don't have much of a personality. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, what the fuck? You care too much about what other people think of you and are a bit of a whiner. Stand up for yourself. Gain some interests of your own, and maybe you'll become, quote, less irritable, less ignorant, and less insipid, unquote.
0: Oh, oh my <laughs> god!
1: Shots fired! Whose idea was this? Yes! Oh my um, god! I am attacked. You're roasted! Um, what the fuck? Fuck! <laughs> we should- fuck, that's hurtful. fault. Maybe we shouldn't have a podcast. <laughs> I don't have any personality. You have apparently. no personality. <laughs> um the fact that I like didn't even think about Kitty as an option and then I got her like what the fuck?
0: <laughs> they said not this one.
1: <laughs> they said humbled. Like to be fair, like Kitty just kind of did anything Lydia did in the book. Yeah, I <laughs> don't even <laughs> Woo! Why? Okay, well, what did you get? <laughs> Hope it wasn't Kitty. <laughs> I, got, I got Elizabeth
0: <laughs> Bennett. Being um, um, <laughs> character syndrome must much. <laughs> it says, congratulations, you're the heroine of your own story. You know your mind and aren't afraid to stray from the path. You can be a tad judgmental, a bit outspoken, and the tiniest bit stubborn, but your wit, beauty, and loyalty more than make up for those shortcomings.
1: All right. <laughs> Okay. Uh How does it feel how does it feel to be the main character of not only your life, but of Brad and Virgin?
0: <laughs> it feels really good, honestly. I mean I don't know if I have anywhere near as much uh mouth acting ability as Kira Knightley, but I'll take it.
1: Just get um, your teeth um, out. This was but wild what, though. But what I do I know? To- I have no personality. So.
0: <laughs> I feel like we need to make our own quiz with the sisters. Just Yeah, like- what the
1: fuck? Let's get we'll sk- we'll make our own you quiz.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll be seeing that you quiz linked in the bio because actually because actually no, like we're gonna fix this. It's-
1: um you know, shout out to bookriot.com. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so mean <laughs> you have no personality. They really cool. said go 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 die,
0: Caitlin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they said here's some tips of how you should choose you should live your life because you're doing fuck all right now. <laughs> Jesus.
0: Um Anyway, yeah. let's let's um, close our browsers on that because that was a, both a lot of fun and also somehow a nightmare. Um, what was your favorite quote from this book?
1: I don't know what was yours because I can't make any decision for myself. Oh no!
0: Oh no! <laughs> I'm inclined to say uh, I had a hard time making a decision, and I wrote quite a few. Um, so I'm I will take you through all of them very briefly. So my first was, I'm happy alternative <laughs> is before you, Elizabeth. From this day." you must be a stranger to one of your parents. Your mother will never see you again if you do not marry Mr. Collins, and I will never see you again if you do. And I love that quote, because he he just, he read. (laughs) He read when he said that. What a good
1: dad. I loved him so much. (laughs) He said,
0: but actually, this is a bad idea. And he basically, yeah oh my god my second one is for what do we live but to make sport for our neighbors and laugh at them in our turn and if that isn't still (sighs) relevant today like I I need I beg of you if you're at home and you're like I don't laugh about my friends I don't make fun of my friends I don't I'm not I'm nice to everybody no you're not no, you're not. There's a little green bug. There's a little ego and id inside of all of us that whenever someone in our life experiences a misfortune in our community, we give ourselves a little chuckle before we support them. But before yep. that, there's a little chuckle where we're like, ha ha ha, you know what I mean? Like, where we yep, have a yep. little spite in all of us. And I feel like that, <laughs> that is a line that um, sticks with me because it's so relevant even now. Um, yeah,
1: like, I'm not at all spiteful that you got Elizabeth Bennett and that <laughs> I got Kitty Bennet her <laughs>
0: <during> our <quiz. laughs> She She's unwell about this. <laughs> they got to just be, like, random. Like, there's probably, you know, like... Don't try to make me feel better. I won't. Um, <laughs> well, going... Speaking of... It's of literally, um, it, it
1: literally was like, maybe you should stop whining so much, and that's all I've been doing since
0: <laughs> we took it. You're only proving your own point. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm just I proving the point like this is not right I'm not yeah. Kitty <laughs> continues to be just like Kitty
0: <laughs> <laughs> um well I guess um another another one Then the kind of I feel like I'm imagining is how you're feeling right now Caitlin about uh <laughs> uh What is the name of this website that we got this quiz from?
1: Bookriot.com.
0: From bookriot.com. And this is a quote from Mr. Darcy where he says, and I won't read the whole thing, but I'll just read the last part. My temper would perhaps be called resentful. My good opinion once lost is lost forever. I love a man that's resentful. I love a man that's got it. It's just like the moment you fuck up with him. He's like, no, you'll never be my right. I personally, I am somebody who like, I will forgive, but I will never forget. I will never forget. And it will stick with me forever. Yep. And like once my good opinion is lost of somebody, it is it really is lost forever, for real, for real. So when he yeah. said that I was like, yes, girl, like <laughs> that's a read. Um Yeah. Um and then honorable mention from the film. Um in, in the book, this line is, you must allow me to tell you how ardently I admire and love you, which is what a line. That's and a then the one. movie It's, you have bewitched me, body and soul, and I love, I love, I love you. I never wish to be parted from, (laughs) I never, sorry everybody, I literally (laughs) ceased up while I was reading the line, but I'll continue. (laughs) I never wish to be parted from you from this day on. It, both lines are exceptional in their own right, but I just want to call attention to the way that it's delivered in the film for just being especially spectacular.
1: It's the stuttering of, I love, I love, I love you. Signed ah! by or preceded by you have bewitched me body and soul.
0: Oh. Listen with well, the screenplay. but They were doing so much justice to Mr. and Austin.
1: Um to my future husband who I know is listening. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you don't tell me you have bewitched me body and soul. What the fuck are we even doing? <laughs> mhm. Mhm. Just saying. Um I actually I did have a a quote. <clears throat> uh I chose they walk down without knowing in what direction. There was too much to be thought and felt and said for attention to any other objects. Uh-huh. And I really like that because it's kind of like the, and then there's no one else in the room but those two. Like, uh-huh. these two are just so caught up in their conversation with each other that they don't even care what they're doing, where they're going, what's going on. Like, they're just so content in being with each other's um, uh, company and I love it when two people can be that comfortable with each other, and at this point it's it's finally to the point where Darcy and Lizzie can just uh, ignore the rest of the world, and they have acknowledged and set aside their pride and their prejudice. Again, I think this book should be called that. Um, kind of workshop in it with yeah Lynn Austin. I'll check back with you later. <laughs> um, but now they fully understand each other, and just that they're able to get lost within each other, and then just walk wherever together i just thought that was very very sweet to
0: find a love like that should be should be every single person's um unless you're not interested in a relationship correct um, Yeah. a great dream um because it's just i mean like just to just to, like be connected with somebody in that way and to have yep miss austin um represent that so well
1: mm, Oof. Ooh, I'm, e-
0: I'm eating ice right now because it's, I'm just like overheating <laughs> thinking about it. All
1: right. So what character would you refuse to dance with at a ball?
0: Uh, Mr. Wickham for me, because he's just so shady. Like yeah. the fact that he, when he speaks to Elizabeth about um, his beef with Mr. Darcy, and he only gives a really like partial truths, honestly, about what really took place between them. Mm-hmm. Um, that got me. And then of course, the fact that he literally runs off with Lydia at yeah. the end of the book, which is and, gross.
1: And also that he tried to get with uh, Darcy's sister, Georgiana, when she was 15. Yes. Like, like ew. It's a capital like, Y. Yikes, dude. To jail with you. To jail. <laughs> Uncle Sam's naughty box for you, sir. To Uncle Sam's naughty box for you, young man. Uh, For me, it was mm-hmm. Mr. Collins and his excellent boiled potatoes. Mm. Um, Because he is just... He makes me laugh but he's literally the worst because like he just he finds himself so above everyone and he just cannot find the faults within himself. Like everyone else is aware of like you're just an idiot, dude, and no one has interest in you but he just can't see it because he just Mm -hmm. thinks like, Well, why shouldn't you want to be with me? You know? And I hate that so much, like when people are just like, Well, why wouldn't you like me? Like Mm -hmm. and they genuinely mean it like they don't see any faults within them and he was just so like i have everything you should want in a man so therefore you shouldn't even refuse me and just every time he was on the page it just like he made me laugh because he was ridiculous but just because I'm just, i just wanted him to shut the fuck up like because mm-hmm. he never stops talking and if you took a shot every time he said my humble abode you'd probably be drunk with this book because he says that so many times, and that has nothing to do with anything, really. I just wanted to acknowledge how many times that he said it. So it was like, this is a humble abode. Blah, blah, blah. Welcome to my humble abode. And then when I was watching the movie today, he said, welcome to our humble abode. I burst out laughing. I'm like, yes, they put it in the movie. Thank God.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like Mr. Collins, like, he's just, he reminds me a lot of, like, I know I use this word a lot to describe every bad man in every book, but about modern incels, like, because there's this one scene where he's, like, well, well, actually, not just one scene, but, like, when he first proposes to Elizabeth and he takes her first rejection as a sign that there will be another opportunity for him to propose and for her to actually accept his proposal, which is, like, stupid. Also ironic because, also so ironic because, like, of course Mr. Darcy goes and proposes a second time to Elizabeth and Elizabeth does accept, which is, like, amazing, um, but, I didn't even
1: think about that. That's right, hilarious, right? Um, oh, that's hilarious.
0: Jane Austen should be a writer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I think she should too. Like, she's so good at this. <laughs> she's so good. She has no idea what she's doing. Oh um, my
0: god. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I was gonna say it reminds me of like. Do you remember uh, that TBS show, Wrecked?
1: <laughs> do I remember? <laughs> do you know why <laughs> I have two bucket hats now?
0: <laughs> but do you remember the scene when Cody goes to Florence and he's like, "I did all this for you." Oh, Cody, no, Cody. Corey, <laughs> Corey. <laughs> Corey, yeah. But it's funnier that you said his name because nobody mean. in the show can remember his name. Yeah, but like when Corey oh. goes to Florence and he's like, I did all this for you. And Florence is like, why? Why? And she goes, because I'm in love with you. And she's like, why would you be in love with me? And he's like, because you were nice to me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> but then like 20 minutes earlier, she's like, who is that guy? Who is that? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Cory. <laughs> Fucking
0: Cory. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Caitlin, which character has bewitched your which body? <laughs> who? <laughs> <laughs> the sun's going down. Soul
1: character bewitched. <laughs> yeah. Which
0: character has bewitched your?
1: <laughs> Do, <laughs> Do, I I tired? Do I keep this
0: in? <laughs> yeah. Hello. <laughs> 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 just, just shirts are kidding a little bit. It's fine. Um.
1: So Caitlin, <laughs> which character has
0: bewitched you, body and soul?
1: Um. Well, first I said Lizzie because she knows what she wants and isn't going to change herself for the sake of society. Mm. But she also recognizes her faults, um, and I respect that. I respect people who can be like, you know what? No, I was wrong. And then uh-huh. they can move on with that. Um, and I just thought she was a very enjoyable uh, like, protagonist, so that was very cool. Mm. Um, I also said Mary because she's just kind of there, but I respect her for that because she's just an introvert who wants to mediocrely, I don't even know if that's the word, mediocrely?
0: <laughs> me i wrote it mediocrely Yeehaw. she's
1: just because mary's just an introvert who wants to play the piano at a mediocre level at a ball and i respect her for that mm-hmm. <laughs> she like wants nothing to do with society and you know shout out to the introverts and then also i put matthew mcfadyen as darcy please walk across the field to me at sunrise sometimes thanks that's an invitation it's an invitation and a threat I yeah because like if you don't walk across the field at sunrise for me it's on sight it's on
0: sight then <laughs> she's gonna meet you at the block and you guys are gonna have like a you guys are gonna yeah a fight
1: there or something yeah we are <laughs> how about you uh, who has bewitched you body and soul
0: also mr darcy um i just Love that man so much. Um, There are very few male love interests or protagonists that I find myself liking these days Mm -hmm. Um, when I read. And I just have so much love for this man because he's just, like, lovely. Like, I feel like, with the exception of his social awkwardness, this man has his shit together, which is so refreshing. Yeah. Because I feel like every single... Male protagonists we've been reading lately. This isn't a bad thing, but they've all just been like children, like like I'm just a kid and
1: my life is a nightmare. Like
0: they'd all definitely listen to MCR and like sh- slam the door on their moms.
1: Like and me- yeah. Meanwhile, Darcy's like teenager scare the living shit. Out of me. Yeah.
0: yeah, this man is delightful. He can do no wrong. And also, ten thousand pounds a year. Sign me up. I'll I'll be there. I'll be there. I love that. Um. So, uh, Caitlin, oh, before we end, I think it's more important, it's more important that we actually ask another question. Yeah. Caitlin. Yeah. Uh, which song would you like to play first at the ball? Hmm. Put me on the spot here. Yeah. Uh. Put you on the spot in honor of the playlists that we put up for each book we have on our Spotify. You can find them there and only there. Nowhere else.
1: Honestly, you know what I I would play um, Dawn,
0: yeah, which comes
1: from the Pride and Prejudice soundtrack, or I believe it's Your Hands Are Cold, or whichever plays before that. You know, like the music that swells as Darcy's coming across the field. Mm. Um, I've watched this movie a hundred thousand times, and I cried at that today when I watched it because it was just so beautiful and so much yeah shout out to that soundtrack it is the best so what what uh what song would you play at the ball
0: yeah for me it's a symphonic version of sound and color um by the alabama shakes shout out to Brittany howard um it's really beautiful Mm -hmm. um and just like it just like makes it's like if you're somebody who like stims a lot as we do in like the the adhd and and uh autism spectral universe, um, the neurodivergent universe, if you will, <laughs> if such a thing exists. Um, the NDU. Then, yeah, the NDU. <laughs> You'll, like, that song is really, like, a stimming song for me. Like, it just, like, woo, it just makes my brain go who you know?
1: That, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, no, that, you saying that reminded me of, um, in Stranger Things season four, there is a very cinematic Version of Running Up That Hill by Ooh. Kate Bush. Yeah. And it was so good. I literally got chills like during the scene itself, and then they continued to play it throughout the credits. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. It eats. <laughs> and, like, it eats. I've, I've listened to it multiple times since I watched that episode. So that one also.
0: Do you remember a couple years ago when they there was like a it was like a cover Peter Gabriel did of Heroes by David Bowie. Yeah, they put that in Stranger Things too. When they pulled Will out of No, that's what I'm talking about. When they pulled Will out of the the lake, like
1: Oh That makes me cry every single fucking time and then they used it again Mm -hmm. in a scene and like later on in the show and that it I was like, Oh I won't cry and they started playing that and I was like, Nope, I'm crying
0: If you add a violin to any song, the song just, its vibes change a lot.
1: It could be the Macarena, and I would cry at
0: it. (laughs) Wait, can we do that? Let's compose that. So, with all that in mind, on a scale of one to five Bennett sisters, that's funny. um, (laughs) What do you rate Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice?
1: I I gave it a three and a half Mm. out of five. So ripped to half of that one, sister. Probably fucking Kitty, because she has no personality. <laughs> yeah, I'm still
0: bitter. Um, I'm going to be hearing about this for the next three weeks, so...
1: <laughs> I'm literally going to text you randomly and be like, fuck, fucking Kitty, fuck. <laughs> uh, three and a half out of five, because while I do very much enjoy this book, um, I couldn't give it like a solid like, four or five, because... Um, I know it's not one that I'm going to be coming back to, and it's definitely one that I would much rather watch than read. Mm. It has nothing to do with the content, just with the fact that it's a lot of language uh-huh. and a lot of thinking, and I don't want to do that sometimes. Mm. Um, Amen, sister. And maybe I'm whining about it, but sometimes you realize that you're the Kitty Bennett of the sisters. <laughs> I
0: going to you're giving it 3.5 because you've got Kitty Bennett on Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It was a five out of five, but that just like knocked me down a peg or two. <laughs> a peg and a half. I'm taking this book with me. <laughs> what did you rate Pride and Prejudice on a scale of one to five, Bennett sisters? Uh,
0: I originally said four point five, uh, but then I I took off a point five. This is literally my thought process. I said this. I took off a point five because while this is one of my favorite books, well, actually, fuck, it is one of my favorite books. Five. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Because, like, I couldn't think of why I was taking off a point. And I like to really reserve my fives, as as I know you do, for, like, books that really give it to me straight. But, you know, even though I didn't, like, though it didn't provoke, like, any sincere emotional reaction from me, I really enjoyed it. It definitely just, like, it holds a special place in my heart, I think. So, um... It's one of my fives. Um, I love that. Yeah. For you. yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Well, thank you for listening to our very first episode of Jane Austen August. Woo! Tune in, woohoo! Tune in next week when we continue our Jane Austen August with Emma. Emma. Ima! Ima! No, Ima! The condensation!
0: <laughs> Ima, no! <laughs> Dale! <laughs>